Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Have Solutions, an AT Help Desk podcast brought to you by Neil Squire, a podcast where we talk about assistive technology, disabilities, breaking down barriers to accessibility, and more. On today's episode, we are joined by my co-host, Nakia Singh. We talk about Apple's new accessibility features, using AI as a T, advances in wearable technology, and much more. So we have like a ton of talking points because I know that we missed yeah. our last kind of thing. So there's a lot there. Um, I don't know if you read it all. Yeah, um, I started to, yeah. Okay, yeah, there's, there's a lot. So I, I mean... You just hit me with something and I will bring a lot of uh, late night um, uh, ex, uh, accessibility benders, benders, uh-huh. benders with uh, with people in the Discord. Yeah. Uh, so there's so much going on. Uh, just a lot with well, with Chromebooks, with accessibility, uh, guns, you name it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 guns thing that was kind of interesting. Um, because is that was that in the, the you said it was the burner? Like, is that something that you, as someone uh, w- with visual disabilities, is that something that you like think about for defense kind of thing? Is that with the context in which you thought about that? Uh, well, there it was. I wasn't the first to come uh, to come out of the idea because normally I feel fine. Right. But there are others in the community who do not. Right. Or people in wheelchairs are like, well, people aren't going to take me seriously. I'm in a wheelchair and I'm in a home and I live by myself. You know that kind of thing. Also, live in the states. I'm sure is a big factor. <laughs> well, this these were Canadians. Okay. This is a legal, non-lethal weapon for self-defense. Yeah. yeah. Um, still subject to the same rules and laws. Yeah. Um, so you need to be on your property, uh, preferably in your house. Uh, you can't brandish it. You cannot uh-huh. conceal it. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it, so it launches these, uh, I wouldn't say marble size. They're kind of in between a marble and a crocky yeah. sized uh, hard plastic ball. Uh, each uh, cartridge, I think, is like seven rounds. And... Um, they're about they're three th- three fourths the speed of a police officer's handgun, right? So they'll hit hard. They're they're an amazing discouraging weapon. Yeah, you know, it's like please, you know, get out of my home. Yeah, or I'm gonna shoot you lots. <laughs> yeah, well, and I think like I've never heard of it, and I feel like you know, there's a chance that the criminal in question might not have heard it heard of it either so i think the second they're getting they're getting shot by something they're probably going to rethink their their actions a little bit would be my guess yes and of course you know there's the normal practice of you know please leave or i will shoot you right and then you of course back that up with the truth of being shot right uh and then yes i would i would suspect that they would leave uh, there are many uh, attachments like uh, flashlights for uh-huh. you know the nighttime when your lights aren't lights aren't on or what have yeah. you. Or uh, there's also laser sights to help guide your aim, which right. is nice for right. those that have difficulty with that. Yeah. Uh, so they have all sorts of like things, uh, uh, extensions, so you can use the larger CO2 cartridges. Huh. So you can get uh, I think it's like thirty something rounds before you even have to reload the CO2. Oh wow. So you can blow through your your cartridge your cartridges your cartridge extenders and then you know and uh, reload quickly if you needed to. But I I can't 
I wouldn't suspect that somebody would need to reload or at least go through 14 rounds. And like, I couldn't imagine yeah. uh, somebody having to do that. Like, you, what, you're going to unload a clip, reload a clip, unload the clip, and then have to use more clips? Yeah. <laughs> if you got that kind of hate in you, I think that the other person should have been using the gun on you to keep you away because <laughs> <laughs> that's excessive. That's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, huh. that's a really uh, that's an interesting uh, thought of like of how what's the what's an acceptable way for persons with disabilities to like to, to defend themselves and and, uh, you know, that right to bear arms, you know, it's not mm-hmm. as relevant here in Canada, but it does make me think about, you know, when that line between like just being able to physically being physically able to like wield or or visually see you know where your bullets mm-hmm. are going kind of thing and you know who where do those rights end and the need to realize that like this isn't really going to work for you sort of begins well they made it very clear on the website uh, i think it's like right on the menu if you go down to the bottom they go through the legality okay um, so it tells you your, you know, your uh, your rights in Canada. It really unloads all the information on you, so it's all very clear and cut uh, where you know, where your rights are and where they end. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and pretty much the things I had mentioned are, yeah, you know, what you can and cannot do, and where it can be used. Right. Um, nowhere else. And of course, you are subject to, you know, your self defense laws, rights. Oh, all yeah. That. So they're very clear on it. Um, they come in various, you know, I prefer black, but I mean, if you want to have orange in various colors, you can do that, uh, yeah. you know, so it, you don't uh, get shot by cops. That That's, that's right. I mean, it, I mean, if, if the police are coming over, chances are you're calling them. Yeah. Uh, and you would tell them that you have one of these things. Yeah. And, that and they'd be the like, person hey, what's house. this thing? <laughs> yeah. And it, it's funny because they should know. Yeah. Honestly. Since so, there's always been this big issue in Canada with ghost guns being made, like 3D printed, that they've been collecting and all this. And this is not one of those. And you can actually, to legitimize it further, uh, you can buy the equipment, not the gun, but the equipment Mm. on Amazon. Hmm. Like, you know, the rounds and uh, all all the, yeah, you can. So, I mean, this is, it is a legal self-defense, you know, it it is considered a weapon. So yeah. it's 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 a serious thing. Yeah. Um you know, for serious defense. Right. Yeah. As like huh. I said, I, never, I wouldn't want to glorify it, you know, yeah, as something, yeah. you know, greater or less than what right. it is and what it's for. Yeah. It's it is a serious item made for those that, you know, are seriously considering or they feel the need uh for something extra oomph in their home. I was thinking, especially like uh, with the claim of the uh, one of the clients in the wheelchair, mm-hmm. like I don't have anything to right. defend myself or get people to leave my home. You know, what could I use? And I had to, you know, I had to dig around. And I think if you were pointing one of these at somebody, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're going to they're going to second guess coming towards you. Yeah, I would I would think so. I would hope so. Yeah, that's yeah. That taps into something interesting in terms of that that vulnerable feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that as an able-bodied person, like I don't feel that 
same amount of trapped. Like I feel like uh, there are some options I have. So that's right. that's really in- interesting. That and, yeah, so and not everybody knows martial arts. Well, true. For sure. So, I mean, uh, you know, um, you still need some, you know, that's what the laser sights are for. So if yeah. you don't have, you know, great aiming skill, that's this will supplement that. Right. Uh, but at least gives you something to get people to leave your home. That's really uh, all it's about is getting them to leave your home. Yeah. Interesting. Because, um, I mean, you don't have cups, cups or anything like that to right. subdue them. Yes, you still have citizens arrest rights, but if you have the equipment, but. You know, it's an it goes down another rabbit hole. Yeah, uh, it's just that this item is available um, if you feel the need to. You know, if, if, as a comfort, huh. you can you can get that. Huh. I'm gonna yeah. have to check out the link after. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. As I say, they do have long guns for people who have really oh, large okay. properties. Right. Like they have two long gun variants. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're they're pretty cool. They shoot very, very far. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's w- the problem with guns is for for a lot of males, we we do think they're kind of cool. And I don't even mm-hmm. know why I think that sometimes. There's a really, there's uh, some just, interesting thing. It's in the it's the lobbing of a projectile. Yeah. It's, 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 I think that's what it is. We like things that lob projectiles. Um, and they do have, especially when you're doing training, because they have training stuff. Mm. Um, they have rounds that you can fire that uh, you could just leave them on your property. It's fine. Uh, when it rains, they dissolve. So they have uh, eco rounds. They call. Oh, them. cool! Oh, neat. Yes. So yeah, just you know, so if in case you need to train, you don't want to go picking them up afterward. That's fine. You don't have right, to. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So so that's a cool. That's a cool. Interesting uh, perspective on uh, a possible sort of uh, self-defense option for persons with disabilities. Uh, not not something I'd considered. So thanks for bringing that to my attention. Um, Certainly. You, or actually, I can't remember. Did I bring it up or did you bring it up? I had seen the, well, there's a couple of them, but the glass house. Now that was you. Okay, yeah. So another new wearable, um, and we had looked at a, a wearable for persons with visual uh, challenges. And when we looked at a wear, the last wearable we looked at was um, not be, not be my eyes. That's the app. What's the wearable called again? Orcam. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah. Orc. Yeah. Or-cam. That was the last one we had talked. It's about, a clip on. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So about uh, Glass House, yeah. uh, I really dig it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, like there, it's because it's wireless. That's very helpful, okay. and it seems like like there's so much you can do with it. Because I already, when my my gear started turning, sitting there going, "Oh, I, I can use various uh, macro software to trigger all sorts of cool stuff." Yeah, because they were showing some uh, in the trailer there mm-hmm. on the site. Mm-hmm. You know about head head tilting to switch Windows applications or to move it from one uh, desktop to another, right? Things like that, and like, oh yeah, I'm about that. Uh, how I would want to configure this for gaming. So now it's another yep. option I can recommend to some of the, like some of the community. Mm-hmm. Um, just I can just imagine how, like the various ways to configure 
Well, um, with the the head movement stuff, that's like that's a universal design. That mm-hmm. I, I feel like there, I could picture a future where every high level office manager is wearing a wearable like that, where they can just gesture and flick their heads to create appointments and stuff like that. The one thing I wasn't clear on because mm. I didn't get into the tech sheet was it looks like there's a microphone in the front, or is it just for blowing? Yeah, no, that's um, a sip and puff. Well, it is I know a sip and puff. It is a sip and puff. Okay, yeah. thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, I was curious because, uh, I mean, the way that they had it angled and the way that the person was adjusting it, I, I wasn't quite sure because, well, it looked like they had it in the exact same position as a small uh, microphone, so I wasn't quite sure <laughs> initially. Yeah, and I wonder if um, a par- like part of that, too, is just – to make it look like something we already recognize, I mm-hmm. do wonder too. I haven't looked enough farther far enough into it to see if perhaps that sip and puff also has a um a microphone. But yeah, that that device that you saw was a sip and puff. Um, okay, that, it does. Blue everything lens. looks good. Yeah, it looks good. Like it doesn't look uh, nasty, big, and screams. I'm an accessible piece of hardware brick that you wear <laughs> on you. It doesn't look like that, and I'm so thankful about that. Yeah, uh, it looks like it weighs a- about half as much as the Orcam or, or any of those other ones. Mm. Uh, yeah, that Pro model, the Glasshouse Pro, is only seven ninety nine. That's reasonable, honestly. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. And I love all the various accessible buttons you can put on her, like additional switches. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, yeah, you can totally use this for gaming or, uh, you know, various navigation features. Oh, the, the setups I could do. Yeah. And well, I do so many of them. I know. And and what they've done, too, is they've made it so that people that don't know how to do that kind of stuff um, can do it really easily. Uh, the, the Glasshouse app lets you switch uh, gaming controller functions right in the app so you yes. can you don't need to do any kind of third-party programs or anything like that you can just use the app and it it comes with a whole bunch of of uh inputs for switches mm. and uh like quite a bit so you've got a lot of a lot of room to customize built into that device uh, in the video, I was unsure. Like, it didn't look like the person's head was moving, or maybe the sensitivity was too high. But the mm. mouse cursor was kind of wobbling a bit. Oh, interesting. Uh, uh, that I, that I noticed. I'm like, ah, uh, like, uh, what's triggering that? And I'd want, I'd want to go through and mess with that and try to fix it. That's just mm. me, you know. I wish I could get my hands on one and really dig into it and see what I can get away with it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like with any new piece of hardware. I know. And, and I feel like if, I feel like if uh, some of these organizations were just a little bit like physically closer to us, like these Mm -hmm. guys are based out of West Hollywood, you know, uh, we might have a better chance of getting our hands on, on some hardware. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know that eSight offers that. Hmm. Like they'll send you something and let you try it. Then they'll, you know, they pay for the whole, the shipping back and stuff like that. That's so you could try various pieces of hardware because this stuff is expensive. It really is. I mean, and it's and at least like you know, seven ninety nine for this product 
it's expensive, but it's also cutting edge technology. Like mm-hmm. at least what you're paying for. I mean, it's less than a new iPhone. <laughs> you know that what is, I mean? That it is. Yes. When you think um, about it. It's true. Um, we had mentioned the, the or cam, uh-huh. uh, and I know that there are people that have them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, or cam three, I wanted to quickly mention some yeah. of the new features it has. Good timing. Um, one, it comes uh, with a stand now. Uh, oh, so remember when we were talking about Caesar scanners that do OCR? Yeah. Well, this now does that. Um, so you could just plug it in uh, as long as you have a web browser, which everyone does. Right. Uh, it can then do like uh, CCTV. And then it comes with all of the various OCR and reading features. Like right up, you know, just it just does it now. Really? Uh, yeah, because it used a camera before, so why not you know put it to greater use? So now right. that's what it does, uh, and it has built-in AI now. Ha ha ha! So now you can say, for example, point it at a document. Yeah, and and normally you could tell it to to read the whole thing. Yeah, uh, but now you don't have to. If you know the particular piece of information you're looking for, you could say you know at and you just say if there are any phone numbers on this page. Tell me what they are. Oh, cool. And it will just do that. So it just isolates information. It's kind of like how a human eye would skim for information yeah. they're looking for and glean it. Yeah. Uh, this will do the same thing. So that's, oh, that's so helpful. That's exactly <laughs> why I like AI. And that's going to be a good, we're going to, we'll lead into that in a second here. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually I see too talking about prices and affordability and accessibility of an accessible product. Um, yes, yes. I do see that the uh, they're now offering um, payment plans for not the um, my eye but the Orcam Read that handheld yes reader yep so I think that's the Read three the Orcam Read three yeah, I, so, yeah that's so, the one with all the yummy features yeah so this is cool so like you know we've seen or I've noticed as a consumer of Amazon and other websites how mm-hmm. common it is to get really affordable financing on like a, on products. A lot of times there's basically no interest. So it's not like, you know, buying a car where you kind of feel like you're getting ripped off, even if you, yes. you're you getting this product. Um, in this case, for just a dollar down payment, you can mm-hmm. finance for uh, $84 a month if you're approved. So that's a really cool thing to think about if you're someone that could use this product but you can't afford I could, it i could use that yeah i want that I want exactly that. yeah <laughs> it's so handy yeah uh, exactly it's, it's just we're talking about that in amazon mm-hmm. and accessibility mm-hmm. um amazon now for their products um you can now get like their tvs and well pretty well anything that is amazon from their their website yeah uh, no interest payments as long as you have an Amazon Prime account, which you, and, uh, everyone and should. And a card linked to that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, a card linked to that, or you, or you just make sure that you have um, like credit in your yeah. account that it can take from. Okay, they now do payments for all of their stuff. So, nice. for example, you can get a, um, a ten inch, I think it's ten, yeah, ten point one inch tablet with sixty four gig onboard storage because really. We cloud everything now. It's not really right. a big deal to have tons of storage. No, uh, three gigs of RAM, which is more than enough, because uh, they have a their tailor made Fire OS, which is a variant of Android. Right. Uh, you can just run everything in the browser. You know, um, 
they have a keyboard cover and all those additional things to turn yep. it into a laptop for uh what i think it was like uh 289 right or something yeah 289 or four to six dollars a month this is canadian nice yeah so you, you can get literally a, a full laptop tablet thingy deal from amazon for very very inexpensive and their accessibility uh stuff is really good you know it works quite well yeah on their tablets and tvs so it's pretty good Oh great! No, um, I bought, I've, I've bought, uh, not, I guess it's not an Amazon T. I bought, I've, uh, you know, I'm an Amazon shopper for sure. I live in the country. Uh, it's, it's oh, yeah. great. And like I said, yeah, I've noticed that too. That a lot of their products uh, are are more accessible price wise. So mm-hmm. that's awesome to hear that someone that needs that technology could uh, get it for that that low of a price per month. Yes. And one of the, my favorite features that I, I know a lot of people don't really talk about mm-hmm. is uh, when you buy something from Amazon with your, your, you know, your Amazon account, LinkedIn mm-hmm. app or what have you, that there is a little check mark already there so that when you buy something that's Amazon, it's like, okay, do you want us to automatically like just have your account linked to this device? So mm-hmm. when you get it, um, it automatically knows your Wi-Fi stuff. Oh, wow. Because any Amazon device that is connected to your Wi-Fi at home mm-hmm. is now linked to like all your Wi-Fi, all the other devices is already linked through your account. Right. So as soon as Amazon links that device to your account at their manufacturing, yeah. your passwords and stuff are already in there. So as soon as you turn it on, it's already connected to your Wi-Fi. Like there is no work. Oh, no way. <laughs> yeah. No That's work. Amazing. You just turn it on. Yeah. Well, yeah. And again, for people that do have specific accessibility needs... That's huge because that initial setup period is is definitely where you get the most headache, right? That's right. It's that that onboarding process. Yeah, the, exactly. the, the the more you can get rid of that, the better. And this is exactly. a very nice streamlined experience. So, you know, thank you Amazon for doing stuff like that. Very. Oh, that's cool. That's great. No, I mean, hey, if they're gonna be our our overlords, they might as well <laughs> do things well, <laughs> right? Yes, please. <laughs> hey, yeah, exactly. At least they're they're uh, monopolizing the online sales in the best possible mm-hmm. way. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I saw another another device. Since we're talking about devices, um, mm-hmm. was the Angel Sense? They're giving it out for free. Yeah, I'm about that. Um, uh, you know, I think of the elderly, I think of kids, I think of mm-hmm. anybody falling out of a wheelchair, anybody who has uh, a balance issues, anything. Yeah. It is, they used to make a device like this, like in carriers would have it, but they never put this in the forefront, which I mm. find kind of strange, but this is really handy. I mean, it tracks, you know, with, it, it's, it does all the tracking. It does yeah. all the thingies that you need it to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, keep it on your child. Yeah, <laughs> they you know they cannot be taken. They're, yeah, like even, exactly. Uh, yes, it's fantastic. And you know, I, child or or you know, person with with yes. autism or or other mm. like you know, profound intellectual disabilities, that sort of thing. Yes, see where they are, and and uh, the phone feature, like it's auto pickup. So mm-hmm. if you call them, you'll just be connected to their speaker phone. Yes, which is it is wonderful. I, I oh, yeah. really like you're, what they're doing is uh, that you know they're bringing together technologies we already have, mm-hmm. you know, and turning it into a thing that's well 
useful yeah <laughs> all, all all at once it's it's really nice i i definitely approve yeah because uh, uh, i think of my children yeah that i would want them to have something like that where you know they may not know that you know somebody just takes them by the hands like oh okay well okay <laughs> i guess we're going with him now that's right yeah. so <laughs> that would be incredibly useful yeah yeah get those alerts and all that stuff uh yes and so it's yeah they have us two subscriptions i believe two various types of subscriptions uh so they're giving you the device right. they had the two the subscriptions there right the which which is which there. seems fair i mean uh you know you get the so let's see so it's annually it's like 44 dollars annually is really fair for like incredibly fair if you're a parent and you're having this issue to have that peace of mind for 44 dollars a year Mm -hmm. that's a that's a no-brainer i think yes uh this device reminds me of another device Mm -hmm. uh except it's a phone um this is the one by zag uh i think i posted it before it's called the memory phone, and okay. people are terrified. Like a, a lot of uh, a lot of elderly people, are like no, it's technology. Keep it away from me. Yeah. Um, this is a smartphone. Yeah. Um, but the interface is done in such a way that you just like tap and hold, and you make your calls to the pictures that are on the phone. Oh. Okay. All of the back end UI and configuration is not seen by them. So there's yeah. another app that is uh, controlled by another individual who sets it all up okay and, and they put the pictures in place and set various modes uh font sizes yeah. everything and the uh but on the other end they're just the the users presented with this clean interface all where uh, all they have to do is tap and hold and it makes the calls uh-huh. there's an emergency call button on the top it has the drop protection it also has like uh say for example they have a uh, alzheimer's or something and they yeah. may just you know be calling at 3 a.m well, you can set that uh, you, that the person would not be disturbed that they're calling, but they'll receive a message letting them know what's you know it's such and such at night, you know I'm sleeping or something like that. Uh, it's just a nice polite way of saying not to scare them. It's like oh they're not answering. It's like oh they're they're you know they're it's sleeping. I didn't realize it was so late. Right. You know something like that. Uh, it, it's a, it's a and of course it has to drop stuff you don't have to plug anything into it they do have a charger you just sit it on two different styles like uh-huh. a, um like almost like a um uh, what do they call you know kind of leaning a leaning stand okay and one that you just hit push like straight down yeah uh like lay it down on its back uh two different ones so there's no cords you need to plug in nothing like that you could even get a notification when the battery is low and then you can call them to let them know their battery's low and that they should charge it. Oh, cool. You know, stuff like that. Like yeah. really effective use of the technologies that those that know how to use it, configure it, can deal with that. And that the other user doesn't have to care at all about anything. They just have the phone that can hold on to a particular picture and yeah. make their call. Uh, I think that's wonderful. And you could just put like a bunch of different people on their home screen. Yeah. That they can scroll through, hold and make their call. Like, like it's effortless. Idea absolutely painless it makes the smartphone smart uh but you know but keeps <laughs> all of the crazy smart stuff yeah away yeah. from people that don't need it no Yet again it's true. the onboarding it gets in the way yeah so they don't got to deal with that it's it's that's fantastic uh, i like that um and, this, and it's inexpensive it's like two something yeah yeah i see that there's like let's see the ras memory phone 
is like mm -hmm. it's 349 and then the service is $99 a year for the emergency service. Ah, uh, so, yeah. yeah. So like there's, get you on the I think there's like, because it's not a, yeah, the Canadian version of that, you they, they say there's the one that's a little bit more expensive. You have yep. to get that one. So it works with our Canadian networks. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, it's a, it is an inexpensive Android phone that does a heck of a lot uh, for the right kind of user. Yeah. Um, it's it's wonderful. It's it's ideal. Oh, um, uh, the way that the emergency service works, sorry, blows my mind. Mm -hmm. It basically what it does is rather when you dial it, when you have the emergency service, when you dial nine one one, it doesn't go to nine one one. It'll go to an emergency dispatch dispatch agent that susses out whether the 911 call is legitimate absolutely that's really that, interesting that's really ideal because you'll get people that are like they just kind of wander oh and like, i don't know and they just start holding things by accident yeah. mm -hmm. so that that's a wonderful thing huh okay well i didn't think that i didn't know that it went that far and actually that manufacturer of the memory cell phone they're called Zag. raz mobility yeah, and they Raz, Raz. Why did I think Zag? Well, <laughs> oh, that's almost that uh, backwards. Um, oh, but Zar. I guess I got a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, they make all kinds of. Basically, their whole bag is unique uh, phones for that are accessible. Um, yes. So, like the Lucia cell phone looks like a satellite phone or like almost like a stud finder it looks completely different and it's all yes. buttons i don't really know there's why the that vision would be better but yeah. there's a vision three phone yeah and it's because and it's because it has the buttons so it's more tactile okay a very high contrast still has full android with the screen and everything oh, okay it is i think it's two times more expensive than the uh than uh, the other one okay. than the smartphone one Right, but it's more of a normal phone designed for people with low vision that still is fairly familiar with technology. Yeah, uh, so it does all the all the normal stuff, but has a tactile and oh. you know very high high contrast visual element. So I mean, it, it kind of like you, you're getting the Android slash Raspberry feel. Yeah, I, the Raspberry comparison is very apt because yeah it's all button it's all button uh controlled and yeah you know what i mean so none of this you know touchscreen stuff if if the individual in question has trouble with the touchscreen which yes. i think let's face it you know elderly people i think the tactile buttons are probably going to almost always be better mm -hmm. um but but yeah it's cool so it's almost like that the mini vision is almost like uh, going a step further than the first phone we were looking at where it's, it, it's still simplified a bit, but it actually yeah. gives you all the features that uh standard user. So it's, it's like, it's for people that have the ability to navigate the technology, but not the visual ability to necessarily see everything, I think. Right. What would be really nice on their website is they if they had something that, um, like a wizard of sorts, Yeah. that will say, okay, uh, depending on your level mm. of knowledge, then the various phones open up from a restricted interface yeah. to an open interface. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and which one's more for vision, which one be more for, you know, uh, seniors, uh, you know, uh, various, you know, uh, physical things, you know, it, that would be helpful. That You're would be helpful because, right. yeah, because I mean, I don't want to have to read every description, which I've done right. <laughs> <laughs> to find out which one is the most closed off version. Right. Uh, you know, you had to you have to go all through that. And it would be nice if they had a really nice interface. You just said, OK, you know, what's your level of knowledge? Who mm -hmm. what kind of person is this for? Where they could really nail down. OK, then it's this phone. This is the one in you don't even need to go into a shop. It's like, this is the one you could just hit by now, or the description is right there. I don't need to go into any other page. Yeah. I could just read the description right there from its search. And, and then just, here's all the accessories right beside it. If you want those hit some check marks and buy it, Yeah, you know, make it effortless. I was going to say, because the ironic thing is you need a decent amount of technical know-how to discover all this yes. information <laughs> yes like like you know how to navigate technology already but because you need you know how to navigate technology you're not as in, in need of these products but the people that need the products that's right navigate the website to find out <laughs> that's that's where the the uh, onboarding process yeah, fails and yeah. i don't know how they feel about that or where like if they've gave it some thought well, like, how common is that in the accessible world, though? Yes. Like the, the, <laughs> the bridge to get to the accessible device or service is barrier. There's a barrier of inaccessibility there that just is created out of just pure ignorance for what people that need have accessibility requirements yes. actually need. Like, could you imagine? Okay. Like, and I was just, I want to buy uh, an accessory for my vision. Exactly. And your website doesn't support text to speech well or navigate well with text to speech. That yeah. would be horrid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and again, you know how to navigate that stuff so much better than, you know, for an example, someone with dementia that yes. know, hasn't used technology. So I don't know, you know, it's like you, you almost need a, a rep or a, some kind of a third party individual like Neil Squire to right. come in there and, and help you uh, figure all this stuff out. Yes. And, and of course, with respect to Neil Squire, mm. it's like uh, when we help with independence, mm -hmm. it's like, but why, um, why is it when a person wants independence that they have to go to a, another third party to right. get it? Right. You should why is that? independently get your independence <laughs> that weird yeah yeah <laughs> and and that's a big i think that's a a universal problem in the dis in the disabilities community you know it's like the same kind of stuff happens when it comes to uh consulting for physical spaces that have accessibility requirements you know they'll go through all this you know this multi-million dollar construction and not properly gauge the dimensions of the bathroom to allow for a wheelchair user to to use it like that kind of right. stuff happens all the time yeah it's almost like if they're going to do things like this they need to bring in at least one person of every kind yeah so you can have their perspective on everything because well, they're not gonna have yeah. a grasp of it all they're just not gonna have that yeah you should be compelled to have uh, accessibility consultant that yes. one that that is themselves physically disabled and someone yes. that is themselves 
visual visually like you know what i mean get at least yes those two big groups in there uh but yeah i mean you know obviously we're talking that's you know more money and all that but i think yes. i think there's probably room in again we're talking about like you know giant projects that require permits and tens of millions of dollars i think right. there's room in there to make well, sure it's accessible you would want there to be yeah uh you wouldn't want to be humiliated. Oh, no. Uh, and you wouldn't want someone who, you know, that is in need of accessibility to not have it and then something happened to them. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> maybe, maybe I think, I think there needs to be more people like needs to be more calling out of that, of, of yeah. just people, you know, just showing what it's like to actually use accessible services and, kind of taking people to task that'd be kind of oh yes i do it oh good uh, when i go to various places i i certainly do it good uh you know uh yeah these stairs need to be marked and here's how you would mark them right or right. uh if you're walking and then there's a slight drop uh because there's a stair for some reason in the middle of the room and yeah. there's no indication that it exists yeah. and someone takes that step and like hurts their back Youch. you know yeah. like you really need to mark these things <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's so much, yeah. Um getting pretty excited about some new iOS in, uh in accessibility improvements. It's it's been wild to see the the changes and the new accessibility features that keep coming out and I feel yes. like Apple is like addicted to accessibility features. They they're they're really good at it and they're they're pretty passionate about it i think like the stuff they're turning out with for free is pretty incredible it it makes me like it's like i can't speak too ill of of apple and all the other annoying decisions they make <laughs> like stuff <laughs> yeah. and all that that it's like oh it's just so good for accessibility i just can't be that mad at them that's um, true uh i have been using um like an iPhone was, I think it was like a six plus. That was my uh -huh. first uh, iDevice besides, uh, I think it was like a fourth generation iPod touch. Yep. And I've been using all their accessibility stuff on that. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, using on an iPad too. Loved it. Mm -hmm. um, what they're releasing now as as I was uh, reading the document, I'm sitting there going, Hey, well that's like this. So that means I wouldn't need that anymore. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. you know what I mean? Of all the various software yeah. these accessibility features replace yeah. and having them built into the thing, I'm sitting yeah. there going, oh, yeah, look at this. Now the thing is, what they need to do is I shouldn't have to, uh, um, like, you know how you swipe down from the top of the screen and you can add all sorts of widgets and things on that. I shouldn't have to find accessibility and then add these accessibility options. Yeah. They should be right there. Mm -hmm. so that you can immediately use them right just uh, like i don't want to have to search for them i don't want to go through settings go to accessibility and then turn things on i want to be introduced to accessibility immediately okay I've just so that i can it. turn on what i want i just solved it Nikia. you solved it eh yeah they basically your accessibility features should be tied to your actual apple id yes they should Right now. <laughs> right. I just solved it. I figured it out, Apple. You're welcome. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> if, that's, if that's tied to your Apple ID, because, and hey, you you helped me think of the idea. 
um, yeah. the way Amazon does it, where you just yes. describe that situation of. And okay, you're right because I should be able to just put my my six plus with Android twelve yeah. right beside a new device, mm-hmm. transfer my account all lovingly the way Apple does it. Yeah. And as soon as my phone restarts, it should already have all my Zoom stuff right there. It should just be on and done. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. I mean, they're so yeah. picky. They're so picky and annoying about your Apple ID and all that stuff. So if you're going to make us be that tied to our Apple ID, let's mm-hmm. make it an accessibility, you know, feature where all of that stuff is stored within our, I mean, again, not just accessible. That's a best practice yes. for the company in general. Yeah, it's true. I want the onboarding process for my accessibility. If I'm running text-to-speech on this, how am I supposed to then transfer to a new device and now I can't, it doesn't exist because I can't hear it. Yeah, exactly. So it should just talk to me, like my my original phone should talk to me and let me know what the progress is going on Mm -hmm. and that it's done and I should immediately hear my new phone talk to me so I can then just pick it up and it says, okay, look, we've done all this. It's all transferred now and you can just pick me up and start using me as if I were your old phone. I'm like, what a blessing is that? Yeah, that's amazing. All right, we're calling Tim Apple after this, as Trump called him, I think, right? (laughs) We're going to call Tim Apple after this podcast and uh, let him know. Yeah, we need that. Figured. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Just let those engineers get to work. <laughs> like, I feel like I know what a uh, couple of the things you're talking about in terms of stuff that it's replaced. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I was just looking at the the point and speak in magnifier. Yeah, they're demoing it, and it's amazing. So they're they're demoing it on the website in the context of a microwave, where. Right. Right where it's reading, oh, here's the pizza function, here's power level, here's add 30 seconds, all built into your phone that you could whip out your phone and have your phone navigate and read aloud each of those and buttons. See, that is wonderful because that mm. right there, and no disrespect to Envision, because their Envision AI and stuff is really great. Exactly. Uh, but it it's not doing this AI level of yeah. going, yes, this is a microwave. Yeah. And that this is what this dial does uh-huh. when you turn it to like this degree, this degree, this degree, instead of just reading everything it sees in front of you. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's you know interesting. what I mean? Yeah. It, so it, it, they yeah. have the Apple obviously has, you know, developed much more powerful AI just, you know, simply due to their resources. So well, that's yes. And that those machine learning on the chips, that's yeah. one of the big things that we're talking about in the articles. Uh, like these phones are ridiculous. Uh, and we have, uh, you know, we have AI modules built right into them. So now we can just use that onboard AI, uh, you know, learning modules to understand what something is. And then to understand when I'm pointing it at a dial, yeah, this is a dial and it's currently on this setting. So when you turn it, it knows it's a dial and knows what it's pointing at. You know, when you turn it, it, it knows that yeah. I'm like, huh. Yeah, you know, That's because insane. otherwise you wouldn't know. You wouldn't have no. the context with the text. I was going to say, like, you've just provided me with so much context to understand why that Apple version has the potential of being so much better than what exists right now. That, yes. And again, that's what AI is so good at doing. It's so good at sussing out information that it, it can predict humans are going to ask um so that's oh man that's fascinating i I can't wait to see that being demoed live 
there is this app that is only on Apple and not on Android yet. Yeah. Um, and what it does, I can't quite remember the name of it right off the hop. Yeah. Um, but it's used for crossing the street. Okay. Uh, so you put the screen of the phone to your chest. Yeah. And the camera uh, sees the lights for yeah. you. Okay. And the reason why you have the phone on your chest is because when you start veering, it doesn't vibrate. So oh, then you okay. veer back. So it vibrates and produces a sound. As long as it can see the light, it'll, and once the light turns amber to warn you, it lets yeah. you know, you know, oh. so it keeps you straight and it, it lets you know when, you know, when to use the lights and I'm like, Oh, like that would be ideal. Cause half yeah. of the anxiety I have of navigating is not being able to see them. Really? Yeah. Especially on a sunny day. And when you don't yeah. have those new lights, you're not seeing that. No. Also, <laughs> this I would be ideal. Also, like just the just the way they have the lights colored, green, orange, and red, all of those colors on the color wheel are very close together. They mm-hmm. really messed up on that. I don't <laughs> I don't understand why they did it that way. Like, because I'm colorblind. And, oh yes right and like and the way i'm colorblind is uh colors that look close to each other sort of bleed into each other now luckily mm-hmm. you know the positioning of those lights never changes so you can you know you'll kind of memorize that but you know i think they could have probably done a better job choosing the colors to indicate each yes because i know some of them say walk Oh, okay. Uh, and remember, like you know how they have uh, like a white text. It's mm-hmm. white. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, what what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not going to know it's walking until I've actually experienced one, right? And then right. walked up to it and looked up to see. Oh, it it's it says walk, right? Um, it's not green, so there's no context. Yeah, you know. Um, so experience has to drive you through that, right? And yet again, that's an onboarding thing that you're not going to know. No, <laughs> unless you've seen it firsthand, which means you'd have to be close to it, which means you'd have to cross the street without knowing. No, exactly. And again, it's like able-bodied people can't really quite grasp the concept of like how intimidating that is to have to put yourself basically to discover this, to learn this, you have yes. to, you have to put yourself in a slightly dangerous situation. You know what I mean? Right. So, and that's yeah. that and that's the thing is that like this the lights thing has been a huge point of contention for me like massively mm. for like one of the reasons I mentioned like I think in our first podcast is yeah. why I would go to work at night right is <laughs> part of the reason was because of the lights where yeah. they could not be seen yeah and I risk pulling out a say a monocular or using my phone but maybe the screen's not bright enough in a really yeah. sunny day and then I can't tell you know, what light it is anyway. So it was always a battle uh, where this app would have been uh, really ideal. So if Apple could just like put that in there too. Yeah. That that would be great. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I going further on some of their um, new products and stuff that they're offering, um, they're actually offering kind of a service, which sort of goes into what we were talking about where, um, Apple store locations will host like info sessions yes. for persons uh, with disabilities and they'll get a big group together and go through 
accessibility features and how to get them get them on and all that so that's a cool service that they offer um you know whether or not that uh service is being offered you know at the jump plus in fredericton who knows right but my guess is if you called them and asked for it they mm-hmm. probably would set something up for you oh so you have one over there there well we have a there's an apple store over here oh you have one okay apple store? <laughs> yeah yeah in fredericton yeah, yeah. we don't have one yeah, yeah. It's that a, I am aware of. In St. John? Right. Yeah, I don't think, I don't know that there is either. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so it, that's kind of interesting. But again, that's not that helpful to you in St. John, is it? <laughs> no, not at all. Mind you, if they could do what they could do some like uh, uh, FaceTime meetings with people. Yeah, yeah. And things like that to show off their tech or if they yeah. don't have an app phone, accommodate them with uh, some kind of Google equivalent. Yeah. Uh, so we could, you know, hook up uh, virtually and you could show me your tech and how it works and whatnot. Yeah. That would be very helpful. Yeah. And uh, and I do see that they're expanding their sign time. And I haven't I don't think we've really talked about it a whole lot. I, I haven't really thought about it a whole lot about that service where apparently they'll connect customers with on demand sign language interpreters. And that's already available. Yes. Yeah, I, I really like that. Uh, and yet again, it's not something I think about on the daily, but, but yeah. just naturally being, you know, somebody who has, has uh, you know, a visual impairment, that makes me think of other people who have various other, you know, other, you know, issues. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of automatic now. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder what the service costs. Is it free? That, I, I don't know. It would be nice if it was free. Yeah, because I mean... I mean, you would. Think, what I gathered, I thought yeah. they were just going to have dudes in the store that are that are there that happen to you know have ASL or what have you. Yeah. That as soon as you walk in and they realize, oh, you you know you're signing, and then we have, oh, we have so signs a lot over here, and right. they will sign with you <laughs> to help you go through your process. Gotcha. <laughs> I really hope the guy's name is signs a lot because that would be great. That would be great. If not, <laughs> you gotta steal it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let's see, coming to Apple Store and Apple Support customers, the service will connect people with Apple Care and retail customer care teams using sign language. Huh. So that that gives me the impression that they're going to have sign staff. Yeah. I, I mean, I wish that were clearer on that, but I mean, yeah. that's what it sounds like. Yeah. No, I don't see anything at all that mentions huh. any cost. Oh, good. So I think it's a free service. I'll take that. That's I like free. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. So yeah. So other than that, just um, some improvements to voice control. Um, yeah. Like some phonetic stuff. Uh, let's see some uh, switch control. That's already been there. Um, the fully the full emoji keyboard is interesting. Ah. Not that I, I I I honestly my personal impression is like I hate them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am not an emoji guy at all, but either. I could see how this could be, you know, uh, you know, for ACC. Yeah. Yeah. This was ideal. That's immediately oh, that's what I thought of. And I think that's why they mentioned it. Uh... It's just a full emoji keyboard for those that don't do the word thing, but also don't do the sign language thing. Uh... Or if, for example, you have a sign uh, person who signs, but wants to communicate with somebody who, who just speaks English. Yeah. They could do emojis to get their, you know, get their point across. So oh, an emoji so keyboard would be also ideal. So that's yeah. kind of cool. 
That is cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, we don't talk about AAC a whole lot, but those devices are quite expensive. Um, yes. The apps are expensive. The devices are very expensive. So to, yes. to supplement that a little bit, that's a really fascinating idea. I, I think Apple's going after everybody's apple pie. You think, yeah. you, you know, but yeah. at the same time, the it's a value. It's It just adds to the value. That's I mean, it. I know people go, well, Apple stuff is expensive and it's prestige. And yeah, I get that. But if they keep throwing That's on it. all this amazing accessibility stuff, yeah, that is a huge sway for me. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a really, really big thing. I love what Android does. I know right. their stuff works really, really well. Right. And they keep improving it. It's wonderful. But having all of this all in one place where you don't need to go get apps and do all the various things I would want to use and having that built into a single device that just works. Oh, yeah. please. Yes. Give me yeah, take and, my money. And like, <laughs> there's almost the sense that like Apple likes to create, likes to bring this technology forward. Like they're not just begrudgingly putting this technology out there. They're kind of excellently doing it. Yes, I'd have never gotten the impression from Apple that they were, you know, begrudgingly right. you know, doing this just to get that crowd. I never, you know, never perceived them in that way. Yeah, it's like, okay, we're good at this. We have the ability and like we can we can make these cool changes. And yeah, I think it's uh I think it's best of both worlds. So, yes. And one thing yeah. I do really like mm -hmm. see normally on devices before iPhone 15, except for maybe 14 with the back tap. Uh, but back tap, you still have to set up. It's a huge thing. Yeah. Um, but on 15, they're, they're giving you a dedicated button that you can set up that just does a thing. You know, mm. so it's a, a single tap, tap, hold, and double tap. Yeah. See, on Android, you can do all those things too, but Apple has never had anything like that. Oh. But you still need to set them up. So if yes. Apple's onboarding process, so for example, I touch that button for the first time in my life. Yeah. It brings up this nice interface, all Apple-y and happy. Hey, yeah. what do you want to use this button for? Here's yeah. the menu of all the things you can use it for. Yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like I'm there. I want to be able to turn text-to-speech off and on, please. Yes. Instantly amazing. Just like yeah. that. Thank you. Done. Huh. <laughs> that's that's how that needs to be right yeah. there. I touch it now. Now give yeah. me the onboarding to use it. Exactly. Oh, beautiful. So that's the only thing missing, Apple. You're you're doing a really pretty good job, but you know, you come get get me and Nikia on your team, and uh, you'll, <laughs> yeah. you'll be sailing in the in the class. Because they mentioned them. in their in their <laughs> whole thing about you could touch the button too. I don't know. Turn on the camera, but I go right. yes. But what am I going to use that camera for? Mm. What kind of AI is going to be behind that camera to make it do all sorts of fun stuff? I needed to do. Yeah, right? exactly. For um, me, and yeah. how are you going to see? Yeah, yeah, you know, text to speech for me. I want that on in case. For some reason, my phone glitches out and I need to turn it off for some reason and mm. text-to-speech isn't on. I need a one-click button to turn it on so I can then use the phone again. Like yeah. These things are so important, especially when you're handing your phone off to somebody. You can just turn it off right. so that they can use it and then immediately turn it back on. Like That process shouldn't be a bunch of settings and various swipes and things like mm. that to make that happen. No, it shouldn't. And again... I feel like it's possible to have it connected with your with your iCloud, but you'd think there there's a reason why they haven't done it that way. But, but we don't have to care as users. We right. like when we think about stuff, we don't we don't think of the red tape. It's no. just this is a feature we want because it makes sense to us. Yeah. It's up to them to make that work. 
So the responsibility is off our shoulders and on theirs. Well, yeah, that's what we're paying them the big bucks for. Right? That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, justify that money. But yeah. No, yes, I, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but you mentioned, you mentioned AI. And it's funny, we've mentioned almost every device we've talked about today. There's one little aside that has to do with AI. And uh, and I wrote an article uh, this week about about a using AI. Um, so let's talk about it a little bit. And when I when I say using AI, I'm talking about specifically using a chatbot is what I should say. Uh-huh. Um, so what are the the kind of question I put to myself was what are the ways that a chatbot can be used as assistive technology? Uh, and I kind of put forward a couple couple little uh, uh, examples, and I'm going to go through them. And then as I'm discussing that, maybe you'll think of something that I hadn't thought of. Okay. Um, so like we said, like AI does a really good job of organizing the information that it thinks we're going to need. Yes. And so like a really good example is, Okay, let's pretend, you know, we're let's put ourselves in in your shoes. We're we're Nikia, we're doing a project and we have some some vision, but it's it's pretty low vision. And so like mm-hmm. what would go into, you know, researching an essay topic would would represent a lot of time would be spent just trying to track down information and sorting through information and just just visually getting that information kind of to the right point. But like what I did to kind of test my little theory was I went on to, and I use OpenAI. Uh, uh-huh. I went on to OpenAI and I said, what are the reasons for the start of World War One?" I? I <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I pressed the send button. And within like 10 seconds, the AI gives me eight reasons. And, you know, I remember uh, learning about World War One in, in high school and, you know, really most of the focus was on the assassination of Franz Ferdinand and, you know, there was mm-hmm. some other stuff. But like, so within 10 seconds, I got this AI to give me eight reasons why this conflict started. So like, then let's reverse it. And what if I was, if I was doing that through Google and I'm someone that struggles with, you know, receiving that information, I've got to wade through all the different Wikipedia articles, all the different whatever. Instead, I've got this AI to give me like Mm -hmm. a perfect jumping off point um, because it just simply does a great job of synthesizing information and and pointing to the relevant points that you need to know without getting into too much uh, non-essential detail. That's true. It it isn't to say that you cannot ask uh, Google Assistant mm-hmm. uh, to give you a synopsis, uh, point. which is what I do for a lot of movies. Yeah. You know, I say, like, what is the synopsis of this movie? And mm-hmm. like, I'll get the Coles Notes breakdown mm-hmm. of it. And, it. and so you could do the same thing, but it won't give you bullet points like the AI will. And uh, just as a side... Mm-hmm. According to your knowledge of World War One, yeah, uh, how did the AI do, and did it give you information that you didn't think of? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 
Aha. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. See, it, Google will give you a synopsis of the war yeah. and maybe, and it'll give you various things that, you know, had happened, uh, but it won't be so like a finger pointing at the topic like the AI did. These right. are the reasons. So like, and so, and the way it's, the way it's uh, divided the information. So it's like, number one, militarism. Number two, alliances. Number three, imperialism. So like, it points to the concepts. It it does the, I think where like, Google could give you the same information sometimes, but will it mm -hmm. give you the information as cleanly and like succinctly as the chatbots, and I think this is a perfect example of how the chatbots do a better job. I agree. At this time, yeah. uh, I know that Google has a few AIs like Bard and a few yeah. things which are available for testing. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is about any general AI, if it can present you with points like that, it makes it so easy because then you can just research the point. Yes. And then, then elaborate or ask the AI to elaborate on the point. Exactly. So yeah. again, we're like, or, or let's, you know, what if you're someone with executive functioning challenges mm -hmm. and you can't focus and diving into this kind of uh, reading is like something your brain just really has a hard time with. I think this as a jumping off point uh, is a, is a great, great example of, of one way you can use an AI chatbot to be, AT basically, right? Because what is true. AT? You know what I mean? It's it's yeah. something that's helping a person with disabilities in their daily lives. So as long as you choose to use the tool in that way, I think it definitely should be considered AI. Absolutely. Um, An assistive it, technology. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it does a good job. Another thing it does a good job doing, um, it, it offers alternative explanations to concepts. So like- um, Yes, I tested it. And I said, you know, I'm not a math guy at all. Um, I don't, I don't, I struggled in with math always and et cetera, et cetera. So mm -hmm. um, concepts like trigonometry don't come easy to me. I asked uh, chatbot, can you define, I said, explain trigonometry. You know, it tells me that it's a branch of math that deals with the relationship between angles and the sides of triangles. So sentence one, you know, tells me what it what it deals with. And then it goes into, you know, what fields use it and blah, blah, blah. And then key concepts, uh, trigonomic uh, functions, identities, unit mm -hmm. circles, all that stuff. So it it does such a great job explaining that math concept. And let's say I had a math teacher that, uh, you know, I struggled with the way they presented information uh -huh. uh, this is going to give me an alternative to explaining that information yes uh the thing is you can use like it uses natural language processing so for example yeah. if if the teacher presents you with this giant dialogue and you're like nope and you throw that in your ai and say i don't understand this or you just use the word the term dumb it down for me <laughs> Not only does the AI understand the term you used, oh, that's amazing. It will do that, and you yeah. can you can even bring it down even further, break it down into you know uh, chunks, say fifteen words or less per sentence. Oh wow! You know you mm -hmm. can really nail it down to suit your accessibility needs. Yeah. So you could say like 
dumb it down for me. So it yeah. gives you this, like, it gives it to you in a Coles notes paragraph. Yeah. And then you can say, okay, well, and do it in words that are easy to understand. Yes. So you could make all these very particular requests and the yeah. AI has no problem fulfilling that need. That's no it. problem at all. It's the particular requests. And as we know, when it comes to uh, disabilities and accessibility, like there's no one size fits all answer. So if, That's right. if the whole core of this, this service is that it can be specific in the exact way that works for you, then that's mm -hmm. an amazing piece of AT because, you know, we're used to having to go the other way around, but here it's like, it it's attempting to serve the information in the exact way that works for you. That's right. Um, or, or you could say like, you know, maybe I need a particular kind of font when you give it back to me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. You could do that too. Exactly. You know, I, I have a particular kind of reading issue or a uh, vision issue, you know, could you make the font larger? Right. And you then, know. and when it comes to like creative endeavors, you know, you can ask it, write a song in the style of Nirvana. Yes. Like, <laughs> it, it gets specific in the creative, in the creative as well. Although, as I mentioned in the article, uh, and I'm, I'm always quick to point out AI so far, I'm not impressed with its storytelling abilities. I don't no. find it does a good job creating fictional stories, but guess what? That's what humans are for. And I want humans this is to it. be the ones to do that. The thing is, AI doesn't have imagination. Right. And it also cannot take the information, use imagination, and also mix it with emotion. Like there's right. so much that we have that AI will never have. Yes. Even though in chat GPT, what they're doing now is because AI has killed people. Hmm. <laughs> uh, that uh, they're trying to give it uh you know regulations uh rules morals guidelines things mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. in uh, in chat gpt5 they're really trying to kind of give it a a level of conscience so yeah. to say i guess yeah you know so they're 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 trying and yeah it's going to get better and better but the thing is we're now at a point where they have to start regulating ai because of its power Oh yeah. Uh because of it it is now an entity with knowledge that can give knowledge upon request. Yes, Google is kind of like that, right. but not to the not to this level of intimacy. Yeah, it, it's like it's not science fiction anymore. It's no. actual fact and it's funny like it's like they're literally trying to prevent the AI from turning into like HAL 9000 from a space odyssey. Yeah. We don't want a Skynet. We don't no. want HAL. No. We don't want Megan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, the, exactly. You know? Because, I mean, we're getting a lot. We have so many AI uh, movies out there, yeah, you know, based yeah. on the old Astro Boy kind of thing. Yeah. Um, what like the creators coming out? We have Megan. There's another Megan coming out. Oh, okay. Um, you know, there's a lot of AI movies, a lot of great yeah. AI like horror movies too yeah. that are fantastic. I really when AI goes Megan. rogue. Yeah. So it it happens, and the they they see these are they're people making yeah. these AIs, and they need to yeah. do something to prevent this. Yeah. Because, I mean, even though these movies are coming out of somebody's imagination, mm -hmm. well, AI is coming from you too. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you yeah. really need to consider everything you that people are making out there and go, yeah, yeah. we don't want that to happen. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I kind of put in there in my article, like, you know, it's important to note, like, AI shouldn't 
replace your own creative thoughts. And in fact, if you try to use it that way in an academic setting, you're going to, mm-hmm. you're going to fail. You're going to get zeros, not only yep. because uh, writers and, and experienced readers can tell, but there's even, there's tools now that do a decent enough job detecting AI. Although yes. I see, I see a lot of cases of these tools thinking it's AI, but it's actually a human. I find that really funny too. Well, it's AI trying to counter AI. Exactly. It's just it's too funny. It's just foolishness to even do that. It's pretty funny. <laughs> it, it really yeah. is an interesting. It's like it's like uh, okay, we've we've overrun the the world with Beatles, so let's uh, let's release some toxic frog to to make up for it. And it's like we're playing with the ecosystem all over again, but we're playing That's with right. this like artificial intelligence ecosystem. That's what it's like. It's pretty you just can't you can't counter with a counter with a counter with a counter forever. No. But but like <laughs> to kind of put a put a little nice little bow on all of this, it's like, okay, every single device we pretty much talked about today, there was an AI component. Yes. Uh, and then we're ending with this open-ended AI chat bot. All of these are here. They're all powering the AT that we use. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's obviously AI can be used as AT. It's just a question of how. And, and I think there's a level of personal responsibility and morality that comes into play and that people have to realize that this is a powerful tool and to use it with a little more deference than we would normally would use tools like this. It's true. My concern is the gray area because uh-huh. if morality is now defined by the individual, uh-huh. so if they do what's right in their own eyes, uh-huh. you know, because I mean, the, the creator may say, okay, well, I designed it like this and right. you may not agree with it, but that's how I did it. Right. Uh, so we do not have, because everybody thinks this way, mm. we don't have a basis of morality for it to go by, like the rules of robotics. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, that's a very, that's a tough concept. That's, we're getting into a real deep philosophical discussion there. Yes. Now we need a whole new podcast just for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Yeah, that that's, I find that to be an interesting subject though, like, you know how do you how do you reconcile that with the technology Mm -hmm. but yeah like you said morality is somewhat subjective isn't it so maybe there needs to be a stronger set of guidelines that we need to establish as a society using this technology to really nail down the the 10 commandments of what to do and not to do with ai that doesn't really exist and see, and that's and that's the thing, because I mean, yeah. uh, we we have our course systems and everything based off mm-hmm. of of the Bible. And I know people don't like. I was going to say Western talk about Christian. That. It's a Western Christian morality for sure. Yeah, right. And so, like, but the but it seems that uh, you know uh, the world is is turning away from that. And since like the Bible right. does talk about you know when they do what's right in their own eyes, and that right. is the case. Right. So if. If that's the case, then we no longer have a basis of morality, and we yeah. have creators creating mm-hmm. with their AIs. That so you could have one AI who has a conflict with another AI based on their inconsistencies True. of morality, True. like toward each other. Yeah, so they True. don't and or won't handshake, 
and then they grow this personality. It's like, well, I don't like or agree with this person out this this AI personality because it operates on a different level uh, than me. Uh-huh. And it, it makes allowances that I would never make as an AI. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's literally like two Astro Boys talking to each other and one will choke a person to death and this one won't. Mm. <laughs> you know? Oh, but it's like, and what are they going to do? Because yeah. it's just going to say, this is the way I was made. Right. And this one's like, but this is the way I was made. So mm. you could take me out. And mm. I couldn't stop, like, I couldn't do that to you. Right. So we have this conflict. Because <laughs> well, we have so many different kinds of AI on do. so many different kinds of devices now. Yeah. And trying to create a standard that to enforce this level. And of yeah. course, you're going to have a problem with the creators pushing back against that too. Because Absolutely. they were like, I made this. Yeah. So I am God to this thing. Yeah. And you can't tell me what to do with the thing I made. That's right. So you can see how this could really kind of go places that people may not want to go. Well, you heard it here, folks. We've uh, (laughs) we've got our eyes on on those (laughs) those troublesome AI. And uh, Uh, yes, (laughs) seriously, though, it is a lot of fun to talk about. And we'll keep talking about it as new Mm. stuff comes up. And uh, that's actually all I wanted to talk about today. So I really yeah. appreciate your time. This and, has been a uh, lot of fun. This Love has it. been a lot of fun. And we learned about some really cool new products. So uh, mm. I'll be chatting with you soon. That sounds groovy. I'll be talking right. to you again. Thanks to Take Kia. care. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye.